0: late evening, or late night, I guess, to all my listeners out there, or, yeah, to all the, you know, future listeners as well, uh, fellow mixed martial arts lovers, um, hope you all are doing well, this is my first podcast that I'm doing, um, I guess that's more sports related, something that uh, is really, I guess, a very much of a, a passion in a very strong interest of mine. Uh, just be recently became a big fan of MMA um, The this past year or two. I'm fairly new, but for the most part, I, I'm, I'm kind of brushed up on, I guess, more UFC rather than any other organization out there. But I'm currently trying to fix that. Um, being subscribed to different, you know, sports applications out there or sports apps on your phone, being able to stream these uh, past events, uh, you know, past MMA events, um, and all that good stuff out there. But um yeah, um, uh, let's just get to it. Um I wanted to talk about the Bellator two fourteen match or the card I should say. Um where we had the I guess the last um final heavyweight Grand Prix match, you know, um, as the, as the main event and the co-main event, which was Aaron Pico and Henry Corrales, which was, I, man, uh, that one was a big, a big surprise for me. Uh, I wasn't really expecting, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I, I think a lot of people, I should say, weren't expecting Aaron Pico to get just severely starched by Corrales But from what I've heard, Corrales is a vet and a cage vet, you know, more or less um, has some good experience in the cage, um, but is also tough as nails. He is very durable in the in the cage. So I guess it shouldn't be a surprise that, you know, he was able to with how should I put this? He was able to kind of um, withstand some of these these punches that were thrown by pico which were pretty good strikes that he was he was delivering but got very careless after dropping corrales and corrales was able to take it to the clinch and do some dirty boxing and hit you know start from the body and then just that one kill shot going up top with that right hand and that basically ended it um really beautiful beautiful punch thrown um I guess also uh Jake Hager as well. Um uh which was pretty neat. I hear that he was a WWE star if I'm not mistaken. Um I could be wrong, but I also heard that he has some amateur contact sports, you know, under his belt kind of like uh, I hear college wrestling he was a college wrestler for a good amount of time and even beat Kane Velasquez if I'm not mistaken in college which is pretty mind-blowing considering how excellent of a wrestler Kane is he is just one of the if not greatest wrestlers in the heavyweight division right now in the UFC right behind if not neck and neck for with uh Daniel Cormier um the current heavyweight champ um for the UFC, uh, with that gold Olympic medal under his, you know, under his resume, resume, uh, I, kind of forget, like, to, you know, imply that I think I am medicated right now, so it's a little bit hard for me to enunciate some of my words without sounding mumbled or garbled and, you know, all that shit, so, Hopefully, I I could kind of you know fix that right now, (laughs) but hopefully I'm not the only one who is medicated right now. I'm sure other people are as well if they're listening. At least I hope that that would probably make things a lot more funnier, a lot more calmer, you know. But anyway, back to this you know MMA podcast. (laughs) Um, Also uh, Juan Archuleta versus Ricking Bandejas. Uh, I hear Juan Arch. I saw Juan Archuleta. Um, win by unanimous decision. I can kind of see that. Um, Adele. I I really do not. I I feel bad for chopping this guy's name up, but um, Adele, Adele Altamini, um, who won by an armbar in the first round. It was also his debut uh, in the Bellator cage, which was pretty neat to hear, but more neat to see that very slick jujitsu apply, applied against Brandon McMahon, McMahon, or McMahon, McMahon, I don't know, I really am butchering some of these people, some of these guys' names, and I feel shitty for that, but, you know, I'm, uh, medicated, I should say, so just cut me a little bit of slack here, some of these names don't sound quite, you know, well, well (laughs) well-spoken, um, I guess that would, I wish I could say more about Bellator, that Bellator card. Oh, how am I forgetting about the last fight, the main event the Fedor Emelianenko versus Ryan Bader. And that last fight, which was going to wrap up the heavyweight Grand Prix and establish who was the winner and actual champ of that division. And Ryan Bader just... I guess, proved to everybody that night that he deserves to hold that title, um, both as a Grand Heavyweight pre winner uh, and um, the Heavyweight Grand Prix winner and the actual just Heavyweight champ in Bellator. The, the vicious left hand, if I'm not mistaken, that came over the top to connect to Fedor's chin. Well, I wasn't expecting the fight to end that quickly, although I... I guess I shouldn't be, because Fedor has been fighting for a very, very long time, and I guess has taken quite the numerous beatings, you know, along his career, um, and after a while, your chin just deteriorates, you're not able to absorb the same amount of force in some of those shots, like, as you were when you were probably, if you were to probably start at a very younger age, um, uh, I guess, um, that kind of should settle it for me and we're gonna move on to the next event which was ufc fight night 144 um on espn plus and espn um a sun versus morais to the rematch basically. Um if that two didn't make it more, you know, noticeable or yeah. Um anyway we have uh Johnny Walker versus Justin Ledette uh starting the main card and in the light heavyweight division and I can't really express more of how athletic Johnny Walker is he is probably one of the most athletic light heavyweights I've seen in a in quite some time. Uh, I don't know why I say quite some time when I've only been watching the sport for a little bit, you know. <laughs> so kind of silly I me. Mean, anyways, I still think he is the most athletic light heavyweight right now, being so extremely tall, so nimble, quick on his feet man the man is able to do a standing back flip just keep that in mind and he is six foot five plus six foot eight if I'm not mistaken I could be wrong but man that man is just amazing he's a freak of nature has so much power in his hands um man that that fight was just the way that went so fast the fight barely started and he was able to end it just that quick as well um yeah, man uh, I really can't wait to see who his next opponent is I really hope it's someone in the uh, I really hope it's a ranked opponent someone in the top 15 I really need to see him fight a someone who was already well established in the UFC um instead of these up-and-comers I'm pretty sure Justin Ledet isn't an up-and-comer but you know he kind of looked like an up-and-comer to me on that fight um Uh, anyways yeah Johnny Walker man shout out to you man you you really got my attention you know I'm really keeping an eye on you now after that fight Um, the hype is real that that is a real hype train that I am on right now the Johnny Walker hype train and I expect so many others to be on there as well after that performance he put on Um, on to the next fight uh, Charles Oliveira making his lightweight debut against David Tamer and that one was a very crazy fight, uh, just because of the, I guess, eye pokes from David Tamer that kind of are, you know, that kind of impacted the fight for a bit, um, which I kind of agree with the ref taking a point away, because the damage was already done, it was going to impact the fight, you know, it had it, had it, um, had, had Charles Oliveira kind of, didn't take the five-minute break and just kept going so I kind of like the I kind of like the ref's decision on that um as far as the fight went the actual fighting um man Charles Oliveira is really establishing who he is as a fighter I mean starting off as just a, a very a very talented BJJ prospect and then starts to really work on his striking which i think is always the smartest decision when you're very solid on one aspect of mixed martial arts i think if you're very great at striking wrestling or grappling you know i think it's always great to work on another aspect if you're already solidified in another so you know um, charles Oliveira is a great example of that being able to piece together his strikes you know he's very confident in this striking right now which I like to see um because if anyone tries to shoot a takedown or try to get really close clinch wise I think he a lot of people will be will kind of forget about his grappling experience and by the time you know it he's already wrapped up a submission or taking your back and taking you to the ground and from there it's just it's a matter it's really quick work Charles Oliver makes of you once he gets you on the ground um and just like how he did to David Tamer. But the, th- the thing was, is that Charles Oliveira, surprised me, was able to get more strikes on David Tamer during that second round and just really put it to, uh, gave it to Tamer. Um, Tamer, I guess, if I'm not, if, from what I saw, it looked like he might have took a eye shot when Oliveira gave him an uppercut, which caused tamer to turn his back to Oliveira, and that's a very bad decision to do that uh to another i mean when you turn your back because that just gives the other fighter full you know the th- gives him that that go ahead to just continue to lay it on the the fighter so i think the ref could have stopped it there but i'm it's cool to see that he let it continue um tamer though was just it, he would he just did he was frozen he did not know what to do at all um because once he got close in that clinch area for olivera he just olivera wrapped up those arms and applied the anaconda and dragged him to the ground and man that was one of the slickest submissions uh you know of the night um uh man props to oliver i can't wait to see who his next opponent is in the lightweight division because the lightweight division is stacked right now too many killers in the lightweight division i mean I that's probably the most stacked division in my opinion in the, in the ufc right now right behind uh walterweight um um maybe featherweight if i'm almost, don't know. Uh, i'm gonna i am i i do not know i keep i'm kind of need to get brushed up on my on my ranking or my divisions and stuff like that so i can kind of get a a good a good a good grasp on who's who uh, of the of each division um but yeah uh, you know props to all the you know both fighters for that fight sucks to see you know tamer kind of uh get a that eye shot you know right before being submitted but hey maybe that's just karma for him sticking those two fingers you know deep in oliver's eyes in the beginning of the first round um <clears throat> on to the next fight damian maya um one of the probably getting to be one of the oldest fighters in the UFC right now uh i could be wrong but man that old man is showing everybody that you do not need to be this freak of an athlete to fight in the UFC um the way he was able to handle this very athletic strong man um but I guess that's why Damian Myers called the human backpack you know he I mean he just takes your back and is able to hold on he's making he's ab he's like I guess I don't know it's just freaky yet very funny and cool how he's able to just make people hold on to his weight until he tires you out and then is able to slip in a rear naked choke just like he did on that fight uh which was amazing um I guess you know just Damian Maya being Damian Maya. um then we got the co-main event which was in my opinion I uh was one of the better fights in uh of the night I kind of preferred that fight over the main event um just because it was amazing to see Jose Aldo uh, turn back the clock um, and look like prime Aldo. He, I mean, he probably is still prime Aldo. It's just these past fights that they were given. These past four fights, um, he just lost three out of his last four. Um, I should say I should not be too worried uh, or yeah about that stat because recently he just beat. Hanada Moicano a very very dangerous um prospect in the uh, or contender I should say in the featherweight division um is a very tall lanky-ish kind of guy who has some alright uh, decent striking for the most part but more slick uh is more slick on the ground has more of a better understanding of grappling once he heads to the mat um but I mean you in order to do that you got to get Jose Aldo to the ground and Aldo is no joke when he try, when he's trying to get when you're trying to take him to the ground because man is has very very great takedown defense I mean he trains with Frankie Edgar and a lot of other great wrestlers if uh, I'm sure um, so I can see where that takedown defense comes from but his hands man he's just he's he's still fast he still has the those quick reflexes um it was just great to see Aldo win again um the fact that he jumped over the octagon and celebrated with the whole with all his friends in Brazil after that win um it was kind of really heartwarming to see I'm glad Aldo got the win um to the main event, though, Rafael Assunsauer versus Marlon 2. too, um, and this one, I mean, I think my brother put it best, a lot of people are just underestimating Marlon Morais. you know, he, he's, he. I guess he deceptively kind of doesn't look like he's that strong, but man, uh, I don't know why people are just underestimating him still, because he definitely has the the strength behind his hands the the wrestling ability the grappling ability but he is just known for his hands and his legs i mean the, his head kicks are just amazing the they shoot out so fast and they're so powerful man but his hands right now i think he was able to get a sun sal with two good right hands simultaneously back to back with no like uh, it was just amazing to see um Sao then tried to scramble and i think if i'm not mistaken just gave marais the opportunity to sink the guillotine on him which was pretty i get to me that was surprising i guess i still uh, i'm not expecting marais to be a grappler more of a, a finisher with his hands but um it was cool to see him finish uh, the fight with the guillotine um uh, I, get, I, I, I like his call out at the end, you know, uh, to Dillashaw, um, I, I would love to see Dillashaw and Marais fight, I think Marais deserves to fight Dillashaw, you know, after Marais putting up a very good run so far in the abandonweight division, um, yeah, I would just love to see both of them fight, uh, if anything, I think Marais would probably surprise a lot of people, uh, against, if he were to fight Dillashaw, um, I think DeLaShaw might lose if I'm if I'm being honest, just because of his last performance with a great wrestler and all. of, But then again, he did drop ten pounds to go fight in that fight, which is going to be very taxing on the body. Um, but yeah, all in all, I can't wait to you know see what, how I guess what's in uh, what's in store for these these future opponents uh these future fighters that i've been talking about recently um <coughs> i guess uh, i should just move on to the next um event which will be happening um i guess on the 9th february 9th uh at austin australia will be the middleweight uh championship bout between robert bobby knuckles whitaker or robert the reaper excuse my uh, w for r sound i don't know that was a very funny thing ha 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 (laughs) um robert the reaper whitaker versus kelvin gaslam um uh that one i cannot wait because I've been waiting for Kelvin to get a, a title shot, whether it be in the welterweight division or this middleweight division, the new division that he's doing surprisingly well at, um, for especially being the smaller fighter, um, uh, in most of his fights, if not all of his recent middleweight fights, um, uh, let's start with the beginning, uh, fight for the main card, Jim Coote versus Sam Alvey, um, I'm not too, uh, you know, brushed up on Jim Coot. I'm sure he's a brilliant fighter, I'm sure he's great, um, Sam Alvey really has that, you know, he's very deceptive in his looks, you know, he doesn't look like that, you know, like someone who can fight, but once he puts those, you know, fists on you, that's a whole different story, I mean, I just hope this Jim Coot guy has, uh, some, um, you know, durability on his chin, because Sam Alvey is going to be bringing it to him, um, we got, uh, Montana De La Rosa versus Nadia Kassim, I hope I'm saying her name right, um, in the women's flightweight division, I'm not, again, I'm not, uh, too educated on either of these fighters, but for me, I'm very open-minded when it comes to all divisions, all organizations, I'm, just fascinated with the sport of mma so i'm curious to see how this fight uh, works works out for both of these uh women so um yeah uh then on to the coming event israel the last style bender adesanya versus anderson spider silva i mean this is one and a fight i've been anticipating for ever since it got announced um the young Uh, up-and-comer the contender the young buck you mean very very young versus the all seasoned vet who's done it all inside of his UFC career and or his MMA career I should say Um, although I don't feel comfortable with this style of just simply because of the age difference I mean Adesanya is just so you know full of youth right now he's so he's so clean with his movements, I mean, he's very, once he's in this state, he calls it God mode, and I agree, I mean, once he gets into the zone, it's like, it's like nobody can touch him, he's unstoppable, and I kind of don't want to see that against someone, I mean, against someone like Anderson Silver, because Anderson Silver is a very, very great human being as well, I mean, he's so nice, um, um, he's really, he's very hard to, to kind of dislike, so, to see him fight someone like Adesanya I mean Adesanya might just I think he's gonna win first round knockout. knock uh, Silva just I don't know if he even has the the durability the the iron chin anymore you know I don't know if he still has that that you know I don't know I just don't think he's gonna be able to with the withstand the the quickness and the accurate you know precision punches that are coming from star- and strikes that are going to come from Adesanya and if he does survive all three rounds and in, in, in is even by a miracle able to win against Adesanya then a I'm glad that Silva can prove me wrong that the old you know veteran can prove me wrong I think that would be the best thing to happen on that night but um, I'm just gonna keep it to a realist, uh, a realist perspective and say that Adesanya will win uh, by a knockout Um, if not then by decision Um, uh, then we move on to the main event the middleweight championship fight uh, Robert Whittaker versus Kelvin Gaslam and again another fight that I've been anticipating for because I've been a big fan of Gasolom ever since I've kind of stumbled upon him Um, very short stocky you know he doesn't look that he doesn't look like you know someone who in my opinion he's, he's very I think he, I think it's just the stockiness in my opinion you know I kind of can relate to not being very very fit and muscular but you know he he then he's more athletic and muscular than me so I, I should just put that out there um Kelvin Gastelum, though I, I can see winning this fight by a knockout um, or by a submission either or i think he could win if he takes us to a decision all five rounds i could see that as well but man it better be a very very entertaining five rounds if it goes to distance because i'm tired of seeing you know decision fights you know uh, i know that sounds bad but you know i just it feels i get so impatient i think it's just because i've gotten spoiled with so many finishes that i've seen throughout the year throughout my couple of years of watching mma um but yeah uh, Robert Whitaker is gonna have a tough matchup, I think uh because even though his takedown defense is superb has been completely off the charts recently. I don't think he's gonna be expecting Kelvin to grapple him uh in this fight, maybe he might and maybe uh maybe he has been thinking about this um but I think especially kelvin being a 10th planet black belt i mean that i just found that out today or yesterday and it blew my mind how that information went over my head and i was able to figure like i'm just very disappointed in myself how i kind of never figured this out sooner or found this out sooner because that i think plays a big part i mean 10th planet jujitsu is no you know is no joke that that shit is so slick They're they're so crafty with their jujitsu it's not funny i mean you could get caught up in something in very in like a millisecond you won't even know it and if you think you do they're literally like five ten steps ahead of you so um uh, if kelvin gaslam gets us to the ground and that's a big if um i would love to see how he's able to control Whitaker on the ground, um, Whitaker though, definitely has very lethal strikes, you know, um, man, it's just, I'm kind of scared for Gaslam as well, because I don't know if, uh, Gaslam has ever faced someone this quick before in the middleweight division, um, maybe he has, like, Chris Weidman, Chris Weidman was pretty quick with his strikes, um, who else, uh, I think right now that's all I could think of um but yeah uh I think Kelvin Gastelum will win uh you know knockout technical knockout um but in the second or third round I think that's what I think that's I think that's how far it goes Gaslam's hands when it comes to boxing is so smooth he has very great head movement very good defense and that left hand of his is just a bomb once it connects, you know, so, yeah, I'm rooting for you guys, Slim. hope you, you know, hope you come out with the win and the belt for something I think you deserve, um, yeah, I think that's, so far, that's all I have, uh, I think, just regarding that, I think that's all UFC events, so far, that think that I covered, um, there is a Bellator 216, paul daly versus michael venom page that fight i cannot wait especially because michael venom page is the one of the most cockiest fighters i've seen so far and i think he just deserves to get his ass whooped um don't get me wrong he's a very great fighter a very tricky fighter you know unorthodox kind of movement uh, and striking but paul daly just has too much experience you know he's so strong when it comes to striking I think Michael Venom Page isn't going to be able to... I don't think he's going to be able to grasp how strong Daly's going to be in this fight. Um, But yeah, um, uh, I think I'll touch up on one more thing before I go, and that is uh, the UFC 235 press conference with... um, in that event UFC 2, two uh, 235 will have the John Jones versus Anthony Smith main event. Um both of them will be fighting for the light heavyweight belt. Uh John will be defending the belt. Um and Anthony Smith being the um being the biggest underdog I think so far. Um man, I really hope Anthony Smith pulls pulls through uh in this fight but ah man realistically i don't know john has just been i mean he's one of the greatest fighters i've ever seen uh you know step inside the octagon and that man is no joke you know he he has everything you know from the striking to the wrestling to the jujitsu it's he has it all it's 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 amazing to see how how at a young age he was able to have so many accomplishments yet was able to mess it all up at the same time due to his, you know, big, you know, mistakes. But hey, I guess we're all human. We all make mistakes. So you know, uh, I can't really, you know, bag on him too much, you know, because I'm done. Probably some dumb shit that uh, people might not even forgive me for. So who knows? Um. Anyway, it was nice to see John Jones and Anthony Smith talk it out. You know, and kind of, you know verbalize all this put everything into words and their thoughts on this fight you know um but my i think i think in everyone else's biggest uh biggest thing that happened i guess was more of ben Askren, the new ufc signee from one fc um and bellator both champions in both of those organizations being signed uh uh, a deal to the UFC and we'll fire Robbie Lawler at UC 235. Um and man they couldn't have chosen a better a fighter uh chosen a better match for Ben Askren. I think this will be a great test to his abilities. Uh but let me just put a pause on that and and talk more about his uh his trash talking because man it is very charismatic. I it's it's very it's kind of refreshing to see that kind of trash talking, you know, nowadays we're used to the Colby Covingtons and the Conor McGregors and that shit gets annoying, you know, after a while. The braggadocious type of, and narcissistic, cocky type of, you know, attitude in, in mixed martial arts is kind of getting a little bit old already, like, that's, I think that, that played a part in why I think, why I wanted Dillashaw to lose against Henry Cejudo. Um, back to you know this uh this press conference the the fact that Ben Askren is so you know slick I know that's a term I'm over you I'm probably going to be overusing but uh, it's it's the facts I mean he's very he's witty I should say Ben Askren is the most wittiest person on the UFC right now um he's, his, 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 his clapbacks are just very, very quick, you know, very, and very smart, you know, he's, um, the fact that he was able to get underneath Kamara Usman's skin by just calling him Marty, and, you know, telling everybody that, you know, that he is not who, he's not, you know, some, some, who he says he is, I guess, um, other than that, Ben Askren with the, also the, the the you know the laid back chilled back histories science teacher type of outfit he had on which was funny you know especially with the flip-flops I heard he just wanted to go in jeans and a shirt but you know give I I heard that they said giving that that was his first press conference he should kind of you know dress up a little bit more so I think that was funny um what else the yeah, I guess him getting going after Kamaru Usman—that's because he's not even gonna fight Kamaru Usman. Tyron Woodley is fighting Kamaru Usman, and Kamaru Usman was getting more was getting more riled up over what Ben was saying rather than Tyron was saying. Um, but um, I think that makes sense though, because Tyron and Ben Askren are very very close teammates. They both you know help each other train and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool seeing a friendship like that, you know, in the in the UFC right now. Um, Just like the way Daniel Cormier and Cain Velasquez have very, uh, and and Khabib, Khabib, I should say, Nurmagomedov have very close. All three of them have very close relationships with each other. Everyone at AKA does. So that's nice. Always. I love that to see that camaraderie um, in sports. Um, But back to Tyron and and, uh, Kamara Usman, I think that fight will be great as well. I very, I keep underestimating Tyron Woodley. I, I did it against Darren Till. I thought Darren Till was going to be quick enough for Tyron. And I thought he was going to be too big. But Tyron just proved me wrong. I mean, slipped his head and was able to get out. Uh, just move out of the way and return fire with one of his shots to Darren Till's neck. Oh, my God. And To his chin. or yeah, his jaw to his neck. I don't know where it hit, but... That was a good, you know, knockdown and the fact that he was able to get him in a Dars choke after that to finish it off was even more amazing. Then seeing him earn that black belt at the end was oh was the cherry on top. So I'm not doubting Tyron Woodley ever again. I think he either knocks out Kamaru because people just underestimate Tyron's strength in those hands. Um and if Kamaro Usman tries to wrestle Tyron, I don't see him taking him down. Tyron just has too great of a um, down defense, it's hard to take down that man, I mean, do you see, I mean, look, just search up Tyron Woodley, and look at his legs, his thighs, I mean, those are just fucking huge, I mean, good luck trying to take that man down, he's more likely gonna take you down all the time, a hundred times out of a hundred, he's gonna take you down, not the other way around, so, come on, dude, I don't see you winning this fight, man, I think Tyron is just gonna, I think he's just gonna lay, lay hands on you, man, um, but, you know, good luck, man, um, as for, um, I'm trying to remember who else was on that press conference, I feel like I should have written this down before going freestyling right now, um, but, uh, anyways, um, yeah, I think, uh, oh, there we go, Corey Garbrandt and Pedro Munoz, if I'm not mistaken, I could be uh, mixing his name up with someone else's, but um, man, he is such a uh, Pedro Munoz uh, is such a uh, a gentleman, man. He's one of the nicest people I've seen on the press conference. Uh, I like that, you know. He had no no you know bad you know no harsh words to say to Cody, I, I like he's just I like the sportsmanship from him. I should say, love the sportsmanship from, I wish I could see more of that from other MMA fighters, but, uh, and I'm sure there are plenty of others that I'm not thinking of right now. Um, um, other than that, I think I might've touched up on everything. I'm running on the 29 minute mark right now. It is 1255 in the morning. It is January 7th. As of right now, we are two days away from UFC 234 with robert whittaker versus kelvin, kelvin gaslam they both will fight for the middleweight belt and uh that fight i cannot wait the whole card i cannot wait for i'm gonna be um in for a good treat that day um or in that night i should say um but yeah it was nice talking about mixed martial arts with you know myself and whoever else is going to be listening i'm sure they don't know any, I'm pretty sure if anyone's new to mixed martial arts and they're going to be listening to this, uh, or they don't know anything about MMA, I'm pretty sure that I'm just, you know, talking nonsense right now, but, hey, it is whatever, you know, I think, um, I think this is what I just love to talk about, so why not, you know, just go off on a tangent, especially on a podcast, where I can just speak my own thoughts, um, and get medicated, so, I think, uh, that fight will be a great fight, uh, very, uh, looking forward for that, uh, that night, um, other than that, I don't, I can't really think of anything else to talk about, um, if I could say one thing, I just say fuck USADA for, you know, um, I don't know if it was USADA or VADA, um, it could have been, I think it was the Nevada uh, State Athletic Commission, so, and yeah, the Nevada fuck the Nevada State Athletic Commission. You guys can suck dick uh for fining Khabib $500,000 yet only fining Conor McGregor 50,000 for that alt, uh for that after brawl at, you know, um Khabib versus uh Conor fight. Oh man, I just do not see how Conor can just get hit with 50k. Um I mean, you could say whatever you want about him being, you know, tagged, uh, you know, him being, uh, cowardly hit, uh, hit by, uh, uh, team and stuff like that, but, hey man, if he wouldn't have thrown the dolly and started all this shit, you know, and started talking bad about his country and his religion and his parents and shit like that, he wouldn't be facing that kind of, you know, altercation at the end of that fight, you know, I'm just saying. Um... Uh, i think i should also touch that touch on um is that if if conor mcgregor would have been more punished for the dolly incident that he the dolly that he threw uh that he threw at the bus i think he should have gotten a little bit more of a more of a punishment for that but i guess i can see why i mean the man is very wealthy he was able he was probably going to be able to pay off whatever fine they put they put on him after getting arrested um that you got community service kind of bugs me um, oh, other than that um, I feel like yeah that, um, UFC you know USADA, the Nevada State Athletic I mean they all play favorites you know in my opinion especially with Conor since he's the only one that makes the big bucks when, when it comes to him being on a card uh, uh, other than that yeah i think that that is number one bullshit you know i don't believe in i think i think if anything if you're going to be finding habib 500k you should definitely find mcgregor 500k as well for all the bullshit that he that led up to what happened uh, on that night um uh, yeah i guess that 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 might be all i have to talk about um mma wise uh in the meantime uh catch you guys later i will catch everyone later after ufc 234 when robert whittaker and kelvin gaslin will fight um it is a pay-per-view event for those wondering yes sadly um i already ordered mine um and i'm anxiously waiting for it very very anxiously and nervously waiting for it um yeah i think that that about does it so uh peace out people uh, hope hopefully i get some new listeners um and people who also share um their love and interest for mixed martial arts as well maybe i could get some people to talk about it with on the podcast um but yeah this is nathan uh signing off um you can follow my twitter at genius the idiot that's g-e-n-i-u-s the with two e's t-h-e-e-i-d-i-o-t genius the idiot uh, on twitter and instagram but i think you guys would want to just stick to my twitter because my instagram is just a little bit personal i get kind of sad as fuck on there. anyway um yeah uh, hit me up if y'all want to talk more ask me questions and maybe i can answer them on here on this podcast if that's something y'all want to hear. Um yeah that'll I think that does it so good night to all my listeners out there staying medicated Uh, yeah peace